0: To episode 42, Free Agency Begins with Manny and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink podcast network. InsideTheRink.com, is a one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the and download the Inside the Rink app to play all our podcasts on our podcast page. And you can leave it running in the background without actually having to stay on the app. And subscribe to Inside the Rink's YouTube page to watch our episodes. Smitty can tell you how to sign up for ESPN+.
1: Yeah, you can sign up for ESPN+, Plus by going to the Inside the Rink website. Go to InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN+, and sign up today. I have ESPN+, and I love all the Major League Baseball, soccer, college sports, UFC, and much, much more. So sign up for ESPN+, Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. That is InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN.
0: Well, free agency has begun July the 1st and also the NHL draft. So a lot to get to today. What were your thoughts just quickly, though, on the draft? Bruins uh, picked 90 seconds, so they didn't have a pick until late in the third round. Um, What were your thoughts on any of those guys chosen?
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows at this point? I mean, I I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. That they'll that they'll be good, uh, good players. But, you know, it's it's pretty rare that you find guys lower down in the draft that amount to anything at the NHL level. So, um, you know, maybe we'll find out uh, in a few years what uh, what comes of some of these guys.
0: I'll tell you what I thought of you first though, with this Christopher Pelosi pick who was ranked like 4,085th <laughs> uh, in uh, central scouting. And lo and behold, he was
1: available at 92. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, if uh, I, I, I want to, I don't know if this is something we should do um, now or, or maybe starting with next year's draft is we should rank the board ourselves and then pick the guys that we think compared to what the Bruins think. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, two, three, four years down the line, we'll see how Mm -hmm. we did compared to how the Bruins did. Um, And I'm almost (coughs) tempted to say that we just go strictly with the guy that Central Scouting says is the next best available guy. Right there, bang. Bang. Take that person and then see what happens. See who ends up being the the better player.
0: We'll also see where they're slaughtered, like where teams took them. Mm-hmm. Like That would be a, a, almost a, a quick indicator. Like, okay, here are the picks that we made. Where, where were they picked roughly around that number? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. then, and then you get a, a clear view of like what the rest of the league <laughs> thinks of a guy right. and what the Bruins think of Christopher Pelosi, uh, who appeared in 43 games for the Sioux Falls Stampede of the USHL, recording 13 goals and six assists in that uh, time frame. Uh, He's going to Quinnipiac beginning 2024-25. So this guy isn't even attending college this year. So
1: he's not much Um, of a passer.
0: (laughs) No, not not much of a passer playmaker at all. Uh, 6'2", 185. Um, And I guess that they liked, I guess Sweeney quote was, I guess they liked the fact that he really wanted to be a good player, like the, the, the fact that he had some drive to get better, which, you know, I, okay, great. I, I would hope that all of them would. But uh, this, this was something that stood out enough. He was like 267th, I think, in central scouting, like, like way down the list. This is what I understand. If you like the guy, fine, take, him at, take a flyer at one eighty eight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like take a, yeah. you know, fine. Like even even you know, one twenty four. I guess like Lowry was kind of way down at one fifty something, and then you took him at whatever fifty something. Like it, you know, I get it. But to to for that deep, I mean, this guy is borderline undrafted. Mm-hmm. And then you take him in the third round when you you have to. You know, give it a give it a go and, and give it a chance because you only have a third-round pick, and next year you don't have one, two, and three.
1: Yeah, Like, you've got to give it I a mean, go here. You've got to give it a chance. I mean, all I can say <laughs> is that um, hopefully they're drafting. Uh, at this point, they're drafting for potential and drafting for guys they think maybe could be home runs rather than drafting for just another guy, which hopefully is the case. Hopefully they say, you know, maybe – uh, you know, he's not in college yet. Maybe he goes to Quinnipiac, he gets stronger. Uh, you know, he, he he's he wants to be better, so maybe he develops more and, and turns into something. And and you know, that you get kind of a, a, a lucky kind of pick or a diamond in the rough kind of a thing. Um, but it, it it just like you said, you I mean, you probably could have had the guy at 188 rather than right. uh right. at 92. So, right. um the fact that they reach that much uh, has always kind of bothered me. I feel like mm-hmm. there were probably plenty of guys available around 92 that had, you know, and we've always said you have to have an one, at least one elite skill, one NHL level skill, whether it's just right. skating or your shot or, or, you know, whatever it is. You have to have something that can get you to that level. And and I feel like there's probably plenty of guys around in ninety two that at least had one of those skills that sure. you know maybe could translate to the NHL level.
0: Yeah. I mean you had you Trevor Kuntar in the third, you had Jeremy Swayman in the third, Matt Grizzlick in the third. Like there's a guy there who has a skill, like you say. Like Grizzlick's a fantastic skater. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Swayman was a Hobie Baker candidate. Like, you know, there's Kuntier is a grinding, gritty kind of like kind of ruin that you like to have hard to play against guy like going to BC, like those guys have a chance, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at, in the third, yeah, it's a crapshoot for sure. And, and, and the likelihood of, of getting an NHL, you know, a solid NHL player for 10, 12 years is unlikely, but you know, you can get a guy who has a, who has a pedigree, who has a pedigree, who has a, you know, has a some definable skills that you can translate possibly into having a role down the, down the road. But, who knows? Uh, seven Chirps, sponsored by Lobster Brewing. Lobster Brewing and Tasting Room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week. You can use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lobsbrewing.com. Follow them at Lobster Brewing for new beers and events. Chirp number one. Bruins signed six players on day one of free agency. Milan Lucic, Morgan Geeky, James Van Riesdyk, uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, Anthony Richard and Patrick Brown, and also Jason Megma Megna, on, uh, on Monday. Uh, do you like it? Did they do enough? What's going on here? Uh,
1: I mean, it was fine. It was fine. I like the geeky yeah. signing. I do. I do. Um, you know, Lou Cheech, I, you know, we've been over that. So, I mean, for me, I guess it's fine. You probably don't like it at all, but for me, it's fine. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's short money. He's going to be a fourth-line guy. He wants to be here, which I think is a, is a big thing. You know, you, you 1201, he's, he's uh, sending Don Sweeney a message with a, you know, he, Bruins hat <laughs> he's wearing he bought himself. So, I mean, he wants to be here, which I think, you know, could go a long way, kind of. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing. But for a guy that really wants to be here, you feel like he'll put in a good effort because he really wanted so, to be here. So okay. I, I guess as far as that goes, it's fine. And then like JVR, I think he could be a pretty good net front guy on the power play, but he's not going to give you much else mm-hmm. other than that. I don't think Sean Kirk, I don't mind. Cause he's kind of a, you know, he's going to be a third, third pair guy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit tough to play against uh, a little mm-hmm. bit of that assholeness that we were looking for. Richard mm-hmm. was a really good AHL player. And then Patrick Brown's, you know, another guy who was kind of a jag, but, um, you know, kind of a bigger guy. So they, all these guys are kind of bigger guys. So maybe they've gotten the message that, you know, they've been got, getting kind of pushed around the last few series when they've lost. And, um, you know, they're trying to address it. Did they address it the right way? I'm not sure that they did. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the whole Bertuzzi situation, I think there was fault probably on both sides there. So I can't blame the Bruins for 100% of that. But um, to see a guy at 26 years old sign for, you know, 500000 less than you spent on um, this group of players, I feel like you probably could have done a little bit more to get Bertuzzi into the fold. But, um, you know, overall, it's fine. I'd give him like a minus B-ish. <laughs>
0: I I feel like there's a clear
1: message here in that they
0: didn't want to commit to anybody beyond next year, Mm -hmm. or beyond this year, rather, this coming year, because they have a lot of cap space. They didn't really want to commit to a guy. The Geeky's really the only guy a couple of years. Other than that, it's one-year deals. I think if Ty Anderson's assumption is correct that they offered him Bertuzzi four years at 20, and then he said, I can get more and then ends up in Toronto, I think it's plainly because – Pertuzzi wants to play for a contender, make a deep postseason run, play with an all-star lineup offensively, put the stats together, and then go back into the market, which is fair. And I think that's really what it came down to. I don't think he's taking a year in Boston because I just don't think he was going to, he thought he was going to maximize his his statistics in in his profile to go into the next UFA year. So that's really what it comes down to. And I see people blaming Sweeney and all that. I don't, I don't think it's, it's Sweeney. First of all, I think the Bruins are less committed to Bertuzzi than fans were. I think they were less in love with him than the fans were because I think they saw the whole picture with Bertuzzi and what he might command money-wise and, and injuries and really hasn't put together a big resume of of you know 70-point years and all that stuff. So... I don't think they were as hot on him as the fans were, probably. Um, And the fans can be emotional, but I think that Sweeney is definitely saying the next off seasons the the, the time now. Whether or not they can do it, no. Whether or not they can convince guys to come here, I don't know. Like I don't know. But they've got you know anywhere from twenty-five to thirty million bucks in cap space, and only DeBrusk up. But you know, I mean, they have some a window there where they can do some damage, I guess. So I don't mind. I thought JVR was a trade could be a trade deadline acquisition last year. Like I mentioned that on the podcast, like I thought JVR was a Bruins type of guy in front of the net. Like, you know, can score some goals here or there, power play. He can get some greasy goals and that type of thing. I- I've always liked JVR. Um, and Shattenkirk, like you said, kind of assholery. Like I like that whole thing. And, uh, and geeky can be a poor man. Zaka in that type of acquisition. He's 24. He's a center. He's big. He's, you know, he's, he's improved every year. He's kind of laying in the weeds kind of thing. of Ryan said that he was like 31st out of 350 skaters. And in, in some of the offensive offensive analytics, just in 10 minutes of ice time per game. So he, he produces when he's out there. So if he gets a bigger role, who knows? You know, who knows if that translates or not? But um, you know, I, so in in I, I just have, I just don't think it matters. Like I, I see what you're saying, uh, locker room and all that. What what the sign signing says to me though is what's happening with with Steen and Lauco and McLaughlin and Beecher and, and these other guys that you could have had for a little less than a million and plug them in there. They they either don't believe in them at all, or they don't believe in them now. So that's the thing that worries me. Like all those bottom six kind of guys that you thought you might've had coming up through the system. These guys are going to get blocked out by some of these guys.
1: They will get blocked out by some of those guys, no doubt. And, um, You know, I I don't know really if some of those guys are NHL-level talents. I mean, Lauco has shown pretty well, and he just signed. He signed a a two-way for the the next year and then a one-way for the year after that. So, you know, maybe they see something with him uh, down the line. Steen, you know, he's been fine at the NHL level, but nothing more than that. Like, do you want just a guy there? I don't know if you do, Um, you know, can he can he offer you um, anything more than Milan Lucic can? He's certainly not going to fight. So, you know, other than that, you know, what does he do that Lucic can't do? Uh, He skates a little faster. But as far as putting the puck in the net, I'll take Lucic's track record. I will. I mean he might not be able to get to where he can get to in the in the offensive zone but when he's in the offensive zone you know he has pretty good hands he always has so um you know I don't know. We'll see McLaughlin. Yeah. I mean, he's shown some flashes and then he's had, he was horrible in Providence for most of the year. So, um, you know, some of these guys, it's kind of make or break time for them. You know, can they push their way into the lineup? You know, if, 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 um, you know, he's better than a Patrick Brown. Like I don't have any problem sending Patrick Brown somewhere else, you sure. know, or, right. or sending him to the AHL. Like it's short money. Who gives it a shit? Uh, right. so, um, you know, these guys have to actually show that they belong at the level. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll see if they can actually do that. I'm I'm not right. uh, 100% convinced they can. Mm. So here's the stat.
0: 593 NHL skaters logged 500-plus minutes of five-on-five five total ice time last season. Morgan Geeky was at 2.47 points per 60 minutes, ranked 31st in that pool, ahead of Jack Eichel and Alex Ovechkin
1: yeah I mean, I like the geeky signing. i do I like it, and I think he there is potential there for him to develop into something more now, whether or not the increased ice time against better competition uh, against better defensive pairs if is that going to translate we'll find out. but they took kind of a low cost you know high reward kind of kind of shot there um you know two years two million per. Um, I like that for for a 24 year old. If he blossoms into something, then you have the inside track to sign him to a longer term deal when when the salary cap opens up. So I really like the Morgan Geeky signing because he's big too, and he can play wing. So he'll probably start on the wing. I don't think he'll play center unless they plug him into the to the fourth line center role. But by all accounts, it sounded like Sweeney kind of sold him on getting more of an opportunity in more situations. So I don't really see him playing, um, on the, in the bottom six, I see him maybe slotting right. into more of like a Tyler Bertuzzi spot mm-hmm. and seeing if he can produce in the same, you know, may way. And if he can, then you, you know, save a little money and you get a guy who's, you know, big and, and, you know, physical mm-hmm. and, and can do some things around the net and, and we'll see how he develops. Now chart number two, I kind of told you my what I thought the plan was. Do the Bruins have a plan? What is that plan? I think I think I agree with you. I think they are they were trying to stick to one year deals because of the cap going up next year, and then being able to kind of fill the Bergeron and Krejci uh, spots. You know, there's some um, pretty good free agent class next year. You know, Lindholm from Calgary. Um, There aren't any indications really right now that he wants to sign there. So that might be a guy that you can get to lock up uh, as a center of the future. So I I believe I agree with you. I believe that the Bruins plan was to kind of um, short term deals now and then next year kind of strike while you have more money and you can really kind of reshape your team next year. So I think that's what they're trying to do. Like you said, though, can you convince those guys to come? You know, if the Bergerons aren't here, you know, Marshawn has one year left. You know, can you convince those guys to come and say, hey, you know, we are going to be a team to be reckoned with. You know, we'll see. We'll
0: see. Right. I, right, and, and, and I think that that's true. The, the thing that I'm worried about is will you entice guys that come here? number one with all that money. Um, and and Sweeney still has that, I need to win the trade attitude and I need to be the smartest guy in the room kind of insecurity, I think. Like, I still think that's a thing. And and he doesn't like to take risks. And I think he didn't want to trade Grizzly. He may, the, the name was probably out there. I don't think at the end of the day, he, he thought he'd get the value for Grizzly that he really wanted. Like, I think he values Grizzly higher than he probably is at this point. Um, and a guy like forward, I don't think he just wanted to trade guys for for further compensation like he just didn't want a salary dump you know he he kind of he did it with Hall but he didn't want to do it with multiple players and um and look, by all accounts, I mean, this team is still really competitive going into next year. They will be. A lot of pieces from a team that won 65 games. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's two good goaltenders, there's good defensemen, there's there's a 60-goal scorer, you know, there's, there's a Hall of Famer in Marchand. There's a lot of good players on the team still, and a team that can still contend for a solid playoff spot. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, I mean, it may, it might be deflating and it might be disappointing. And you might be thinking bridge deal, bridge year and all that, but this is a pretty good team for a bridge. Like it's pretty good. Yeah, they'll still be so, a good team. They'll still be yeah, a good team. I think they will. So, uh, trip three: Tyler Bertuzzi to the Leafs, one year, five and a half million. Agent said he was looking long term, but AAV was too low on offers. Ended up with a higher AAV in one year deal to a contender. Did Sweeney or Bertuzzi or the agent or did someone screw this up, or was it just not in the cards from the beginning?
1: I think um I think Bertuzzi and Sweeney are both to blame probably about 50% each cuz what I think happened was Bertuzzi was looking for the long term deals uh his agent was looking for the long term deals uh the Bruins offered like you said by all accounts Ty Anderson offered um you know Four years, twenty million, so five million per, which is a decent offer. Uh, Bertuzzi's agent and Bertuzzi thought they could get more, and that's where I think they are at fault. They kind of misjudged the market, misjudged how much money was out there, uh, especially with with um, teams that are competitive, teams that have a chance to win the Cup. There's not much money on those teams, so I think he kind of misjudged that, and mm-hmm. and the Bruins when when they when they understood that Bertuzzi was looking for more term, more money on a, uh, on a longer-term deal, they pivoted and moved on right away. Instead of uh, going back to Bertuzzi later after he had decided a one-year deal was something that they could handle, they had already spent all the money on the Luciches and the JVRs and the Giggies and the Shattenkirks and the Patrick Browns. So to me, if you don't spend the money on the Lucich, the JVR, and the Patrick Brown, you just have to make up two and a half million. I think that's something you could probably do. Um and and maybe they go back to, to to um Bertuzzi and say, Hey, we'll give you one at five and a half or one at six and and see what he says. Um and I think you know, he had good chemistry with Plasternak. So I think maybe he could have put up the points he wanted to put up and then retest the market next year. So I think both both sides kind of messed that up. Um, and he ends up in Toronto, uh, you know, with your rival, uh, and he's probably going to haunt you all year next year. And then, uh, you know, I guess we'll see what happens at that point. But, um, yeah, I think both sides screwed it up.
0: I think this is why I think they were lukewarm on Bertuzzi. I do. I mean, I, I think he would have... If you really wanted the guy, you would have waited and said, okay, go test the market and come back to us, and you would have been okay with Pertuzzi and the kids, or now you're without Pertuzzi and the vets on short-term, short-money deals. Like, you would have waited if you would have – basically, you're saying our team wouldn't have been – we wouldn't like our team as well if we had Bertuzzi and the kids, because that's what you probably would have ended up with. So I, that's why I think they they were lukewarm on it, like they weren't as hot and horny about it that, as fans were. Like I just think that they like, yeah, made kind of a yeah, okay, here's here's an offer, and and if he takes it, great, because it's a pretty good deal for the team. And if he doesn't, we're not going to extend ourselves because there's a bigger plan. And there's, and there's more money available next year. Like, I just think they were kind of lukewarm. You know, I, I just don't – I think if you really wanted the guy, you would have said, see what you can get and come back. Because they can match. If it's one year at five and a half, then you can give him two years at five and a half. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I, that's why I you think – the three five and a half. That's what three years at five and a half. That's why I think the Bruins messed it up. Because, I, I mean, you wouldn't offer the guy four years if you didn't want him around. You know what I mean? So I I think they just misjudged the whole thing. I think Bertuzzi thought he could get more and the Bruins thought they would be priced out. And then when they weren't, you know, so they pivoted. And then by the time Bertuzzi, you know, would have come back to them and said, Hey, you know, we're looking for one year deals. Now the Bruins had already spent, you know, their cap money uh, that they had allotted to him. So, um, you know, I think they just, like I said, I think both sides kind of screwed that up.
0: All right, Sherp Ford. Do the Bruins make a bid for Pertuzzi next off season? which I don't hear much about. Like, he's open to the public.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, off it's... Season. Uh, and no yeah. one's really mentioned it. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a possibility, but I think it's probably unlikely now because he was mm-hmm. here... Then he leaves and then he comes back a year later. Like, I just don't see that happening. If anything, maybe he resigns with the Leafs and the Leafs try to trade right. Nylander or something like that. Or, right. um, so I really don't think it's an option now. I think if he had stayed here, obviously, you know, that's something that they probably would have looked to do is extend him after, you know, if he had signed the one year deal here. But uh, I, I, I just can't see it happening, you know, but and, uh, stranger things have happened, I guess. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think so either because I think there's, I mean, there's a better free agent class the next off season. I don't know who the target would be. I mean, do the Bruins make a, make a
1: run at Austin Matthews if he's available? Sure, they I mean, would. Like the, like the Tavares thing a few years ago? Yeah, absolutely. You have to. If you're yeah. the Bruins and Austin Matthews is out there. Um, right. One of the better two way centers in the league. you 100% do. like I said, 50, 50, 40 and 50 goal scores. Don't grow on trees. If right. You can grab right. another one of those guys, grab right. them. I would yeah. even go after Nylander. If the, if the, you know, if the Leafs can't sign him now and, and uh, you know, he's disgruntled or looking to be moved or mm-hmm. if, I wouldn't mind having him either. Right. No, I, I, I agree with you. Anybody to
0: play with Pasternak at that sure. point. Because Marshian like we said, you know, is, is uh, two years away from being being done, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Chirp 5, rumors that uh, Jeremy Swayman wants to be closer to home, wants to be a number one. He filed for arbitration. Is this a cut and dry signing or could something be up here? Something could be up.
1: Something yeah. could be up. It if, could be. I mean, arbitration, yeah. if – If it gets there, usually both team and player are unhappy after that because both right. of them are saying right. basically, you know, the team's saying he's not that good. And then Swayman right. saying, I am good. And then right. if they, agree, if they agree to the number or whatever the number is, then Swayman has to come back and play under that number or the team right. can walk away. Like it just creates all kinds of animosity. Uh, right. It, it never works out well. So, right. um, you know, if it gets to arbitration, yeah, there's a, there's a problem uh, there's a problem there.
0: Yeah. I mean, typically there is. And in this case, like you said, and like I said, but you said it louder, like, like Lena Salmark, this is the time to trade him. Like this was the time, like he's 29 years old. He's a Vesna, you know, trophy winner. He's not going to win a Vesna again. I don't believe <laughs> like, I mean, this guy is the guy to, to strike while the iron's hot there. I know the market's a little thin and, you know there's not a ton of money around, but he's only a five million dollar goalie like I think you could have gotten something for him and done it and, and that would have been the bold move in giving it to Swayman and Bussy or whatever so now, if you trade Swayman i think I think what the Bruins are probably looking at is look I, at at the end of the day, they could trade Swayman because they have Bussy in the system and they can get by another i mean bussy probably although he's unproven, obviously, but I think he provides him a little bit of support and cushion. Um, and, and a little bit of, of leverage uh, because they do have a good young goalie in the system, mm-hmm. and they do have Allmark for a couple more years. Like, there's still there's still enough protection there so that they could play some hardball with Swayman. Now, now, 10%, I saw this the other day, 10% of the players who go to arbitration actually get to arbitration They usually come up with deals. So this mm-hmm. is kind of a common thing, too like when Ian Mitchell is, is filing for arbitration, you know, you know, it's common. Yeah. So, but the, the little rumblings and the little, you know, he's from Alaska. He wants to be maybe in Seattle or Vancouver or, you know, the little rumblings here and there, like he, he wants to be a number one. If I'm Jeremy Swayman, I don't blame him. Like, like goaltenders, his, his value right now is like a $4 million player. Mm-hmm. And then if he becomes a number one in the next, in the next deal, when the cap is up and people have all sorts of money to spend, he's a six, $7 million goal. Sure. Like, like, so I don't blame him no, at all. I don't, I don't either. And, and that's why I said, why would the guy take a one year? Like some people are saying between 1.7 and 2.2. 2. Why would you do that? If you're Jeremy Swain with the numbers you have in the, in the, you know
1: the prospect you are like. Why would you do that? That's like, probably I what the Bruins. That's, that's probably what the Bruins are offering, and and he probably knows I'll win an arbitration if that's what their yeah, number is. One hundred percent. Yeah. So. I don't blame him at all, like you said, but the, but the Bruins, if, if it comes out and the Bruins end up trading Swayman for like a second round pick or something like that, I'm going to be, my mind. I'm going to be livid because they should, mind. because they should have traded Allmark And then that would have cleared 5 million. And then, yeah. you know, maybe you sign a different level of player instead of, you know, five guys on one year deals um, that are all, you know, over the age of 34 or whatever and can't skate um, mm-hmm. necessarily. So, Um, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out, but I'm ready to kill him on this because if they end up trading Swayman, he's the guy that ended up starting for you in the playoffs. He's the one, not Allmark. Yeah, because Allmark got benched. So, um, yeah, not great. If you're, no. if you're keeping the guy who you yeah. have to bench in the playoffs and trading the one you end up putting in there. So I, yeah. you know, I'm it's ready, to kill, I'm ready to kill him. I'm ready yeah. to kill him on this. If, if, uh, yeah. if the Bruins screw this up yeah. somehow.
0: Arbitration is uh, August 18th. So there'll be some time, but we we'll, it'll be interesting to see. Uh trip six. Acoblaco signs a two-year deal, $787,500 cap hit, two-way deal, year one, then one-way deal. Year two, at the end, he will be an RFA again.
1: This will be the year to see if Loco was in NHL or no it will be it will be It will yeah. be this year to see um, to see if he can crack the lineup or stay in the lineup even um, you know I think he'll be given every opportunity in camp to uh to prove he belongs he He had some flashes where he was pretty good and and, and had a little production so um, you know it's possible he can he can uh, do some things. He is kind of that gritty. Guy that kind of gets in people's faces and is a little bit of an agitator, which, uh, you know, the more of those you have, the, the better off you are, I think. Um, so I like those parts of his game. He's fast. He's, you know, kind of fearless. He goes to the net. You know, he seems to have decent hands. So now is the time to uh, to kind of prove it for him um, and, and we'll see how it shakes out. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see come camp, you know, if there really is kind of a spot there available to him. Right. And I think that this is kind of going along
0: the lines of Stanika and Spooner and and Donato and those guys. Like, this is kind of where it goes to where you kick, Okay, even Steen at this point, like, okay, either you can play or you can't. And then we move on from here at some point. So it'd be interesting to see if Loco gets. I think he'll get every opportunity out of camp uh, and then see if he can hang on to it, because there were times where he really showed some flashes and there were times where he just was a wet fart out there so he's got to show the consistency like you talk about if you are consistent you'll play in nhl if you're inconsistent that's their downfall that's mm-hmm. their downfall so he needs to be consistent uh trip seven guess who's 32 in prospect pool <laughs> rankings again uh, it wouldn't be your boston bruins would it it would be your boston bruins still at 32 across the board except for 27th in goaltending
1: yeah, so they got yeah, a little bit 32. Yeah, so yeah. they got, you know, they had Kyle Kaiser and Brandon Bussey. So those are guys who will probably yeah. play in the NHL at some point. I so, yeah. I thought it, was, it would be higher than 27 for goaltending, but, uh,
0: but 32 across the board, like developing NHLers, developing, you know, star NHLers, yeah. star NHLers, all yep. of that. Like it was just, it's still at the bottom. Uh, I think that they have a good. Half dozen prospects right now
1: that think, have really developed. So that's what I think um, the that's what I, that's, I think the problem is is outside of those half dozen, there's not there's yeah, there's yeah, it's it's barren. There's it's them. a bunch of late round picks that you're hoping turn into something. And right. and there's been some guys there that have shown some promise. So that's it's right. a it's a possibility that you know maybe you catch lightning in a bottle there. But mm-hmm. you know it's your Poitras and Harrison and Lowry mm-hmm. and Lysell and. You know, maybe Beecher and, and Bussy, yeah. And then other, yeah. outside of that, you know, there's not much there. There really not isn't. Much there. Right. There isn't. So development camp is shown, like, Frederick Brunet is the
0: guy you're talking about, mm-hmm. like, fifth-round pick. pick. Yeah, I liked him when they picked him. Like, yeah. I just thought in the queue he was getting all sorts of points as a defenseman. He was 6'2". Like, I'm like, this, guy's, this guy might have a chance. And by all accounts, he has really progressed. Yeah. Like, he could be an NHL player in the fifth round, which is a score and a half. Absolutely um for sure um and then Poitras is, is look really good Rye and so forth so um but yeah it's after that like you know guys like Kuntar, and you got you know, Gasso and at, at BC uh Jelvic. I mean you have some guys yeah uh, lockmelis yeah yeah like lockmellus yeah. yeah, like going to UMass like but again if those guys progress in the next couple of years then maybe you have two or three good drafts in a row mm-hmm. uh, Riley Duran I mean there's some guys in there that hopefully will come along. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook Boston's hometown sportsbook is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. To celebrate all new customers will be will receive up to $200 worth of bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on Moneyline Spreads, Props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks, that's DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with the code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use. Now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts, that's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook.
1: If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helpline.ma.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24/7. 21+ physically present in mass. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Opt-in required. Bonus issued as free bets terms at draftkings.com/ma.
0: All right, time for Benders in the News, our new segment talking about all the benders outside of hockey. Uh, (laughs) And how about this? People are astonished to learn what SPAM actually stands for after decades. What does it stand for? It stands for a – hold on. It stands for – I didn't mean to throw Spam. you off. Yes, <laughs> not stuff. Not stuff posing as meat, uh, sp- <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that's what billing <laughs> ball said it was. Uh, but it's a it's a it's basically uh, spiced
1: ham. Like it's actually like a it's not really oh so it's sp like for like spiced and then and yeah. right. Spam, yeah, yes. I mean, it's spicy. got a it's got a catchy name. Have, have yeah. you, ha, do you do you eat it? Have you had it? I I
0: used to eat the spam quite a bit when I was a kid. You fry that up with some mustard. I'm telling you, it's it's pretty good. Like it's pretty good if you fry it. Like I wouldn't eat it raw. It's like it's like eating a hot dog. Like if you eat the hot dog raw, it's kind of gushy and mushy, and you know it's just not. It really you got to fry it to really bring out the flavor. All right. and it's salty as hell, and it's terrible for you. Sure, but it it tastes okay with with fried up with some with some mustard it does
1: all right fry yeah, fry the no. fry the shit up i didn't i yeah. didn't i didn't really realize it was spiced ham i was more along the lines of uh you know posing as meat
0: yeah well th- this is why some of the some of the people on the article like salty piece of meat <laughs> was one of them uh sizzle pork and <laughs> mm. <laughs> was another one <laughs> You know, it's uh, yeah. So there was some some interesting uh, thoughts because people were, were polled and they didn't quite know what spam was, but it's spiced meat. And I did uh, I did have it back in the day. I mean, you know, when you just don't have a lot of money, like you realize when you're when you're older that you're yeah. you really weren't you really kind of poor. Yeah, you were sure. Kid. Yeah. And you think, you know, you're eating spam and you're eating cube steak and you're eating, you know, bone-in chicken because you just don't have a lot of money. Kraft macaroni and cheese, sure. Yeah, Yeah. Kraft, a ton of Kraft, a ton of tuna fish, like a ton of, you Mm -hmm. know, just a ton of SpaghettiOs, like Christ, like beefaroni, like all day, every Mm day. Um, So that's that's where you're at. Um, How about this one? I arrived at prom in a coffin because I've never wanted to fit in. And you won't. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine someone showing up with a coffin, like a purse and the coffin comes out, and there you are, open
1: casket, open casket. And <laughs> you come out like yeah visit, yeah visit, yeah visiting out. hours. Yeah, yeah they did. somebody just brings you in, drops you on the floor in the middle of the, <laughs> the gym, like a record yeah. scratch. You know, everybody's just, dancing to, everybody to you know, what they're doing. tone low or something like that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, you know, bang, loud noise. And you just sit up in the coffin and just stare at people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was, it was like, uh, what
1: was that? Like, uh, what was it Carrie when she goes in the gym Carrie, when she and just, you, you know, everybody yeah, kills everybody. Yeah. Everybody. I feel yeah. like that could be something that would happen. For this me. could be that person. Yeah. This is
0: a 16-year-old like and she said, my teacher said it was amazing. They had never seen anything like it. No shit. Uh, And it would go down in history. I never wanted to fit in. I always wanted to be outside of the box. Get it? Yeah. she's inside the box. She
1: was inside the box. Yeah, she's not outside the box. She was in it. She's not outside
0: the box at at all. That's
1: a, a, is that an oxymoron? I think so. Complete uh,
0: moron? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, how about the Wisconsin roller coaster riders that
1: stuck upside down for hours after the ride suddenly stops? That's fun you know what boy, else is fun like did like you see hours. did you see uh I'm not sure where it was it might have been like Michigan or somewhere uh mm-hmm. I don't know it was like the like one of the world's tallest roller coasters do you see this picture and uh no. you go up around a corner and uh, uh, somebody noticed because they were taking a video of it when you went up around the corner part of the f- thing that was holding the track in place breaks away from the rest of the structure and like bows out so it's broken at the very top the very top it's broken so you go around the corner and the thing separates and goes right and comes back can you imagine being on that thing and being like like, are you fucking (laughs) serious right now
0: (laughs) I think you need that. I think it's like when Jeff Daniels is on the hopper and dumb and dumb he <laughs> throws out the thing. Like, you need that thing to flush the toilet. Like, like you need that thing to strap you in and keep you safe and all that stuff. Keep you on the track. Like, I, I see this is why. Have you Have you seen the carnival workers? Like, yeah. you're trusting those people to to be mechanical enough to, to safety proof this stuff. Like you're in the air, hundreds of feet in the air, like going a thousand miles an hour. Like, I mean, my God, like if you really think about it, like you got people who work at like Hannaford, like, or, or maybe could work at Hannaford, like testing this shit out. Like this is not, I'm mean, surprised it doesn't happen more often.
1: Yeah. I mean, you see, you yes. see the things randomly where like it's one of those like big swing things and the people get on, and then, yeah. and then like, you'll, you'll see a video of it. And then all of a sudden the swings aren't hooked on there anymore. And mm-hmm. people are just flying off, you know, a hundred feet in the air to all sides, just right. flying, mm-hmm. just randomly yeah. flying. Here we go. In the air. People everywhere. Yeah, in the air. Flying yeah, around. In the air. Yeah. It's like, lane. it's yeah. like getting sucked up in a tornado and just getting thrown off somewhere. Yeah. You might as well, well do that. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, how about
0: doctors have, are flabbergasted after finding an octopus in a patient's throat? Not calamari. I don't know. You could be Not... surprised about it. Like you must have eaten the
1: octopus. You don't just grow an octopus in your throat. No, you don't. Right? It, I mean, wasn't, co- it wasn't It wasn't. It wasn't just like octopi. It wasn't just like calamari, right? It Wasn't breaded. No, no, I just think that this guy had a this <laughs> this guy swallowed an octopus. Maybe he thought octopus. it was calamari, and he made a mistake. Maybe. Maybe. Um.
0: Yeah. This guy. This guy had a, a, a like an eight. Was it eight inch? octopus or something like he couldn't breathe you know you shit me an eight-legged mollusk was stuck in his gullet was he asleep and, and uh, it crawled in there was, uh, the, the the unnamed patient had reportedly first realized something was awry after he started vomiting following a meal that included the cephalopod. so he ate the thing evidently it got stuck in there uh, and the diet, cause that's, that's rubbery, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. really get, get through that thing. Yeah. So you're swallowing that thing kind of whole. It's rubbery. And he, so it's stuck in there. Yeah. yeah. Was it still alive? Did he eat yeah, it? Think, Did he eat it? And it was alive. Uh, I think it's, I think it's, it's gotta be because uh, large two inches from the esophagus stomach border. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like something out of alien. It's, it's like,
1: it's, I, it's like, it's, I, you, you I mean, luck. seriously, it's like what your yeah. mother, it's like what your mother says to you, like. The entire time you're growing up, especially as a boy, cut and chew your food for fuck's sake. Yeah, cut it, cut it, cut it out. You know, but Stop boys so want to take, out. you know, they, boys will shove an entire pancake the size of your face in your mouth without cutting it. You know, cut right. your food, cut up, yeah. the, cut up the octopus, cut the tentacles off before you shove it down your throat and it won't get die. stuck in there. Yeah. yeah, you can die. Cut and
0: chew. Wait, choking. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, the tentacles and the
0: yeah, For just fuck's sake. this octopus in your in your throat, and then you're then you're like, why can't I breathe?
1: Yeah, of all like, things, feel that thing. <laughs> of all Jesus things, Christ. to leave to to leave whole that thing. Yeah, that's, that's what you're gonna thing. leave whole. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Jesus,
0: I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable! Uh, hey, Gen Z bans scrolling phone with index finger. That's for old bo- boomers. The old scrolling with the index finger rather than the thumbs. Yeah, that's true. And my father does that. He'll scroll with his index finger.
1: Yeah. Like I think it's like you know sixty and above. Like I don't know. 50. I think my I'm, I I might be I'm almost positive my wife does it.
0: Really? He yeah. Scrolls with the with the index finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just thumb, thumb that bad boy quick. Yeah, thumb it. You know what I mean? Thumb it. Thumb. Yeah, but that's something that, that old boomers are doing uh, that Gen Zers are just scoffing at, like like many other things, like working and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and things, and things holding that nature. holding down a job, being <laughs> compassionate. Yeah, being respectful of others, like things of
1: that nature. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's uh, you know. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, a, yeah, generational, uh, yeah. you know, issues. Yeah,
0: it's just, it's just different. It's a, yeah, it's a what, generational
1: thing. What, what matters to you most? <laughs> uh,
0: hey, we had a bowl. We had a poll. How do you like? Oh, did we? What the? What the yeah. How do you like what the Bruins did today on July 1? JBR, Geeky, Lucci, Shattenkirk, some depth added. And, uh, there were four, four, uh, <laughs> love it, like it. Oh, I thought you said only four people responded. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no, it 197. is,
1: I mean, it is the so. summertime. So I yeah, mean, people, yeah, are people are busy, people are busy. Maybe people uh, blew it. off their thumbs with the fireworks. So they had to scroll with their oh, index finger. Yeah. Well, you had to scroll with your finger
0: then. Yeah. Fireworks is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Uh, love it, like it, don't love it. And we'll see like it was at 45%. Love it was at 23%. uh, We'll see 18% and don't love it at 14%. So that was interesting. I mean, that's that's 70-ish people, 70-ish percent of people kind of liking it.
1: Yeah, so I like, I I would fall cool. into the like it because I like the geeky signing. And, you know, I think some of those other guys are, you know, ads and they're mm-hmm. short money. So I I don't really mm-hmm. have a, a problem with it. But like I said, I'm more of like a meh. Like like it yeah, so like yeah, B I minus mean, C it's, it's plus hard to get horny
0: about it. it's hard to, it's not sexy no it's hard to get no all ramped up about um, but they they filled holes with guys who can play in NHL hockey yes uh, it's short term mm-hmm. it's short money mm-hmm. uh, they actually did a pretty good job of doing that because. Um, they didn't have a lot of money to spend and they had to fill a, a few spots yeah. and they still have a couple RFAs and Frederick and Swayman mm-hmm. who are going to gobble up the rest of it, probably. Mm-hmm. So in that, in that way, it was, it was good. That part of it, I think you may not, you may not agree with the, the process and the philosophy,
1: but you have to be okay with how they did it. You know yeah, saying? I would like, say so. And I, and like I said, okay. I, I really, enjoy, I really like the geeky signing. So if you want to, if, if it was just based on that alone, I'm giving them a, you know, even better grade than a B minus. Sure.
0: I mean, geeky can be like a Zaka type of thing. Like if he, if he sprouts and he gets some extra time and a good fit and some good veteran leadership and, you know, good offensive coach and that type of thing, like a good style, then, then that could be another sneaky little good move for, for Sweeney. For sure. sure. Absolutely. And a, and a guy that only making $2 million over the next two years, like that's pretty good at 24 years old. Like that's, that's not bad. I mean, I, I'd rather that than going and getting some, some guy over the hill. Mm-hmm. you know, for a couple of years and trying to fight through that thing. At least there's some promise there. So I, I don't, I don't, I think that's the best of the group. And I do like JVR. I always have, yeah. like, I know he's probably near the end and all that, but I always thought he was a Bruin type of player. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I've always kind of liked his game. So I'm, I'm a little excited about that. Cause I think, I think he could do, I think fans will like him. I, I do. Um, but you know the the rest of it, you know, Luch, you know, okay, like he'll he'll be good entertainment value. He'll he'll fight a few times and get the get a garden going and, and that type of thing. But uh, but I do like geeky, so you know. We'll see. Uh, go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to the Inside The Rink YouTube page, and please rate and review on Apple. And subscribe and follow the podcast on podcast platforms. Thanks a lot for listening, and go
1: Bruins! Thanks a lot. Mm, bye bye. <laughs>